Welcome to Book Nerds Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nora. And I'm your other co-host, Jaya. Today we'll be talking about murder mysteries. Also joining us today is our fellow book nerd, Annabelle. Hi guys, please remember to visit our website, booknerdsblog.com, and subscribe to this podcast. Let's Let's get get started. Before we go into the murder mysteries we want to talk about, we want to discuss our featured book. If you check our website, booknerdsblog.com, you'll see both our featured book and recommended books. Our featured book is Illegal, which is a graphic novel about the story of a kid that is a refugee and has to migrate from somewhere to um, another somewhere. And it's really good and very eye-opening. And I just can't remember any of it. He's going, okay, okay. He's going from Africa to Europe to find his brother. Oh, yeah, that did happen. Okay. Yeah, Um, that's, that's what happened. That's what's happening. Sorry, I had to look it up. I think the most interesting part was when he stopped being able to pee. He was so dehydrated. That, that was the most interesting part. <laughs> That's all you remember about this? I also remember it was really eye-opening. I just don't remember what That's about. the third time you've said that about that book. Well, it was. Anyway, we chose this to be our feature book. With all of the immigrants that are coming over from Afghanistan and everything that's happening today in world politics, we thought that this book, which is juvenile fiction and a graphic novel, could be a great way to help kids see a more personal side than just like headlines. Our first book is One of Us is Lying. And this book was really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say more about it. <laughs> okay. No. So there's these five kids. One of them dies. Okay, Nora, you didn't like her books. I'll I'll talk about it because I. I, I'm sorry, Dan. I loved this book and I loved the sequel to it. Okay, well, there's a there's a third book coming out to it. Next, no, two years from now, 2023. It's gonna be called One of Us Is Back. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So just like that interesting thing. Okay, so I actually was reading One of Us Is Lying earlier today because uh, uh, I got called out for being on my iPad. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> um, this is probably one of my favorite um, mystery books, just like in general, because the way that the, um, the author unraveled the entire mystery towards the end was kind of astounding. It just, it was like, it was very, it catches you by surprise. And I think that's something that's very important in mysteries. And the way that she did it was very well done. But the story is basically, there's five kids. They're all in detention, detention Mm -hmm. together. And then one of them dies. Yep. And they're all suspects. And it's not completely realistic because if they were all suspects, suspects they mm-hmm. wouldn't be allowed to talk to each other but they do and they're like well none of well us- they're technically advised against it but yeah in real life they wouldn't be allowed to talk to each other at all um but anyway they're all suspects and they're trying to solve this mystery because the police think it's one of them but they all know it's not one of them so it's really good a lot of lies and um 
Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of murder mysteries. I've read like three in the past eight months, but this book was really good. Um, I really like this because it was one of the first murder mysteries that I read. And I thought like it was, I mean, it was like, it was pretty easy to understand. And I would say that younger readers could read it if it wasn't like, you know, if it wasn't, if it didn't have more mature content. Uh, I thought the characters were really well developed and the mystery was pretty complex and captivating. And like, you know, it was the kind of book that, it was the kind of mystery that you kept trying to figure out and I could not put it down. I read it really quick. It was, it was a fantastic book. Yeah, I also read it in like one day and I'm sure Annabelle did too. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that book. Uh, Annabelle loves this author. Personally, I'm like sort of indifferent. I loved this specific series, but I started a couple of her other books and they just weren't for me. I didn't finish them, but that's a me issue. The author's fantastic. I just personally don't really like this genre. Yeah, I did. I love all of her books. So if you like murder mysteries, definitely read them. They have some more mature content, but not like super mature. So it was, they were really good. So that's One of Us is Lying. Highly recommend. Okay. All right. Now on to our next book. So the next book is one that I'll be talking about called The Woman in Cabin 10. And you may have heard of this book because it's very popular and it's gotten a lot of like lot of attention across the media and it's by um this pretty well-known author named ruth ware it's definitely ya i think it's like it's meant for adults i mean i didn't find it that adult but it's ya um so the woman in cabin 10 is about a travel journalist named low blacklock and her assignment is to go on a special cruise ship for a week and the trip like starts off calmly and you learn about the like the little luxury the the luxury cruise and um and um you learn about like all the guests who are on the ship because they've been like they've been carefully selected and they're not like they're all pretty rich aristocrats and they're veneered and they arouse a lot of questions you like you they're all they're all very good suspects when the murder stuff starts happening. Um, so then one night, Lo witnesses someone being thrown overboard. But then when she tries to alert someone about it, they say that like all basically all the evidence is gone and everybody on the ship is still accounted for. But she and like they're saying that she was like going crazy and hallucinating what happened and that she was like drunk, but she knows what she saw. So then she starts trying to figure out the mystery on her own and then things start going badly for her. And um, I really liked this book. It was, it kept me guessing all the way. The setting and the plot were all very well-developed, intricate and intriguing and every little detail added to the story magnificently. I truly felt like I was there with the characters who were all very realistic and layered. And I thought it was just, it was a really good, very well-crafted, and I couldn't put it down. Yeah, that's so that's the one. Yeah. I, I, I tried. I tried. I think like, you would like it, Annabelle. I tried listening to it. I might just have to, like, actually read the book, because when I was listening to it, 
it might have been the person like saying it but it was like so whiny at the beginning i don't (laughs) think i ever actually got to the murder part i just like i just remember the beginning because the beginning of the book it was very it just um it it, like led up some questions because like the way the author set it up from like until what i read because yeah i remember that like she started to think she was going crazy in the beginning the author set it up in a way that also made you like guess like maybe she is maybe she is going crazy so that's about as far as i read i didn't like it as an audiobook maybe i'll like it as a real book yeah i think you will okay so our next book is called the ivies um it's it's kind of like your classic like prep school murder mystery I know there's a lot of those, but this was this was really good. So it's basically this group of girls called the Ivies because they all want to get into a certain Ivy League school. It's very cutthroat about it. And you can only have one. So the main character, this is not a spoiler whatsoever. It happens like the first two chapters. She gets into Harvard. That's not her school. So she's like terrified to tell Avery, who is the person that's like designated school as Harvard. And then, um, and then this is also not a spoiler because, like, it happens, as I said, in the first two chapters, which makes um, Olivia even more terrified, that's the main character, um, to, like, tell that she got into Harvard. Um, so what happens is one of the Ivies dies, like, hours after she told Olivia that she also got into Harvard. So then this just, like, sends all these questions about whether or not her friends really are cutthroat enough to... Um, kill someone just to get into a school because Avery did not get into Harvard that was like ah so Olivia she's more of the outsider in this super rich school she's a scholarship student her mom is a um, single kindergarten teacher so she realizes that she's very cut off and she just like really just starts to question everything that's happening around her so it was it was really really good very cool yeah that sounds intriguing yeah and I like I love prep school novels not necessarily murder mysteries but like the Mm -hmm. rom-coms are always really good Um, let's stay on track nora (laughs) (laughs) like 10 minutes in i haven't mentioned rom-coms once like you gotta give me some credit here okay i'm giving you credit by letting you keep talking okay offended but moving on uh anyway my question is like what made this prep school murder mystery stand out against like the other ones I mean, truth be told, it was the only one I actually remembered out of the, like, three that I read. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> it does make it stand out. <laughs> um, it really, it was, um, there was also, like, under all of this, there's also, like, this huge scandal that happened with her getting into these schools. And it doesn't, it doesn't, like, end, it ends kind of happy, but not, like, the ending that you'd think. And yeah, truth, honestly, it was the only one that I actually remember what happened in the book. So what did you think of the characters? Like, were they relatable or were they like too rich and too extreme? Uh, okay. So at the end, Avery was probably one of my favorites, which is like weird because like she has this buildup that makes you not like think you shouldn't like her. But then she becomes like after she like, I guess you could call it, like, takes off her mask if you want to be dramatic. Um, she, like, she's just, like, this very likable person. I think that the author really tried to make Olivia, like, 
very super likable like she's that character that the author really really wanted that the reader to like and like really thought that readers should always stand by but I think like halfway through she just kind of like she seems to like martyr herself against all of her friends and maybe yeah she had disadvantages but like she also had all of these advantages like getting a scholarship to the school getting into Harvard and maybe your friends have all this money and like drag it around in front of your face but like the same time you're going to the school and you should have accepted that if you already started here from sophomore year it's not senior so I just feel like the way that the uh, the one the main character was in that sense it was just it's a little annoying that's that that happens that's a really interesting way to put it um so our last book because we're trying to keep this episode short is uh Mr. Death's Blue-Eyed Girls. And this one's different. It's uh, historical fiction, but it's also a true story. And again, I do not read murder mysteries, but I loved this book. And I also don't really like historical fiction. So that, this is a lot, then. <laughs> this is going to mean a lot coming from you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Take this to heart. basically um these two girls are out partying and the next day they're walking down the street and see their friend's dead body oh that's sweet love when that happens to it (laughs) um so like right off the bat someone's dead and this book is less like searching for who did it and more like battling with like what what's next um because everyone thinks it's the victim's boyfriend except for the main character and the main character actually starts to befriend the boyfriend and the boyfriend has a good alibi right like the boyfriend didn't do it did Um, he no and then when you just no, no, I, she said that everyone else thinks that the boyfriend did it, but he didn't do it because he had a solid alibi. Yeah. Um, and it switches perspectives, too. You're mostly in the main character's perspective, but every once in a while, it swaps to the killers. Oh. Yeah. And the killer like perspective is amazing because you have no idea who's speaking. It's just, like, this student that also went to the high school, and he's, like, very, um, you don't even, you th- I think you know it's a boy. You know it's a boy, and you know he wrote his brother into it, and that's all you know about him. You don't know why he did it. You don't know how he did it. But, like, slowly, you start to, like, piece together who this person is without ever knowing their connection to the victim until the very end it was really good um meanwhile the main character is still like she won't walk down that street where she saw the dead body she's lost connection with her best friend of like 11 years and she's and everyone sort of hates her for befriending this boyfriend who they all think is a murderer So that part's really interesting, too. And at the very end, you fast forward like 50 years and you see where almost everyone ended up. And the murderer was never caught. 
until like some DNA testing or something happened, I think he does get caught eventually. And the main character, she's now like 65, reaches out to the boyfriend over Facebook or something. And they just have a conversation. That's sort of how it ends. But um, I really liked this book. And and at the very, very end of the book, that's not a part of the story, you learn that it's a true story. And this actually did happen, but it was the author's friend's story, not the author's story. And she did take like a little artistic liberties, but I just thought this book was so good and I really enjoyed it. And the Mr. Death's Blue-Eyed Girls is a reference to the poem, Mr. Death's Blue-Eyed Boys. And the uh, murderers like obsessed with poetry and like super genius. So that's sort of um, the connection there. But I really liked this book. Um, not really sure why, because it doesn't fit any genre I actually like. Um, but I just thought it was super unique. And I have never read anything or heard of anything like it. So, yeah. So what time period does this take place in? Like what year? It's like 1950s, I think. So that pretty sounds good. really good. It was. Yeah. That's like pretty recent, especially like at the end, you're like, oh my gosh. Especially if like murder mysteries terrify you, if you're like to know that this was a true story, oh, even yeah. like the spin on it. It's like, oh, oh, okay. That happened. Yeah, that's crazy how it's a true story and all that stuff. Like, obviously, the author must have done a really good job if she managed to incorporate, like, every all of the crafting with the, like, the, the fact that it's a true story. Yeah, it was um, fantastic. So, um, yes. I want to read that. You absolutely should. I think you would really like it. It's, like, right up your alley. Um, before I wonder what that says about me. <laughs> seriously you really like depressing books <laughs> yeah I guess I do okay anyway before we go into quote of the episode I would like to give a shout out to Isabella my friend for filling out our survey on booknerdsblog.com yes we've had to get friends involved because no one is filling out the survey that was bitter at all Nora <laughs> <laughs> um Words are, of course, the most powerful drug used by mankind. Rudy Yard Kipling. Rudy Yard? Is it Rudy Yard? It's either Rude Yard or Rudy Yard. I thought it was Rudyard. That also. Not All right, anyway. As always, the list of books that were discussed can be found on our website, booknerdsblog.com. That's all until next time. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and check out our site, booknerdsblog.com. While you're there, please fill out our survey for a shout out on the Book Nerds podcast. Thank you. To our guest, Book Nerd. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This This episode is dedicated to forgetfulness because we forgot today. We're <laughs> <laughs> so professional, you guys. Yeah, whatever. It's late. It's eight twenty. <laughs> My point. <laughs> anyway.
Book Nerds podcast is produced by Nora, Jaya, and Anvil. Our executive producers are Nora and Jaya. Engineering and sound design by Nora and Jaya. Our editors are Nora, Annabelle, and Jaya. Our music is The Big Chase, silent, traditional silent film music performed by Joe Renato. Are we still recording?